Good evening, Kabasi families, and welcome to the Kabasi Evening Fireside Podcast. The Warriors and the Rovers have headed home with candy in their pockets. The sun is going down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys sleepily shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor pours over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. And this is your blue sheet report about what did happen today. And just in case you were wondering, the day started off gray and cool halfway through the day, and I'll get to what happened in the day a little bit later. It opened right up, and it went from gray and cool to a whole front sliding in without any explosive weather, and it was a sudden, muggy... Heat wave. Tomorrow's going to be 91. The next day is going to be 91, and it's going to be hot, hot, hot on our way out, which is awesome. It's a lot of waterfront time tomorrow during the day that dreams come true. It's going to be wonderful. And the reason why is that color war is over. I'm going to tell you how it went here in a second. Today, the course of events started with Reveille at 7:30, and then the teams marched up to the flagpole at 7:45. We had an 8 o'clock silent breakfast, and then round 15. It was a big deal, round 15, because it was so close the night before. And if you remember, if Gray was able to get within 50 points of blue, it would trigger the giant around-the-bases relay, which is just a humongous foot race. And, you know, obviously, General Hawk didn't want that to happen. So he needed his blue Buccaneers to put the Gray Dragons away before it got to that dangerous spot. And of course, the Grey Dragons were like a cornered beast. They had to fight tooth and claw and breath weapon just to make it all the way to the giant around the bases relay. And that was what was at stake. So round 15 at 9.30, everybody got out to watch volleyball, basketball, and football. Volleyball played by group eight, basketball by group nine, and football by group 10. And what a round it was. In the middle of the round, the rain came down. It wasn't even really rain, and I always joke about rain being not rain, but a low-hanging cloud, but this actually felt like a low-hanging cloud. It was misty, and it was uh, just sort of hanging around, but it made the basketball court too wet to play, and so we had to clean out the Cabo Dome and get in there and get ready for that basketball game because each one of these points was crucial. And wouldn't you know it, every single one of these games was a barn burner, gray, on the volleyball court, in the rain, played a standstill match. One of the games went to gray, then blue won a game, and then the last game, these are games to 15, and you know how volleyball works, you got to win by two, and it went back and forth, 15 to 15, 16 to 15, 16 to 16, 17 to 16, 17 to 17, all the way up to 21 to 21, every single point, everyone thinking that color war was hanging in the balance, and then... Gray pulls ahead, scores 21-22, and then scores 21-23 and wins volleyball, garnering themselves 10 super valuable points. Then basketball, group 9 basketball, goes almost into overtime and was decided by two points in favor of blue and then football, which I watched most of. Group 10 football, all these boys who've known each other forever and ever and ever playing football in the rain, just like in the movies, and because there was no basketball for a hot minute, everybody snuck over to football to watch. So full-on crowds on our lower football field. And Gray fell behind quickly and then stormed back. And in the final minutes, got all the way within seven and lost. That's right. So Blue won 
basketball, and football. And going into the tugs of war, the score was blue 1039, gray 971, which means there still was hope. Basically, blue needed to figure out how to win six tugs of war, the point equivalent of six tugs of war, and gray needed to hold them off until they got to the end of tugs of war, because remember there's staff, then 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, and then an all-team tug-of-war. And if they hang on long enough, and they stay in within 50 points, they trigger the giant around the bases relay, and then it's anyone's game at that stage. And this is what happens. You're going to hear some found sound of the tugging, and we're going to play some of that, actually, um, before we get into the description. But this is what it sounded like in just a few of the tugs. The first tug that we saw or heard, you heard and we saw, was the staff tug, and that was a decisive victory for Blue. Now they got one of their six down, only need five more. And then Group 10 gets up there, a decisive victory for Gray. This could, this could, who knows how long this could go. If they keep going back and forth, it's going to trigger Giant Around the Bases Relay, and that is going to be that. And then Blue begins to go on a run. They win Group 9. Then they win group eight. Then they win group seven. And then they win group six. And then they have all six of the ones they needed. And this is what that sounded like.
And Blue wins it. Blue wins Color War on the tugs of Group 6 after a dominant series of tugs. 9, 8, 7, and 6. 6 decided it. They were pulling so hard. You'll see this in the photos. It was so intense. I was in charge of the rope in the middle, and I wanted to watch this left and the, to the right just to see the drama, but I had to pay attention to the rope. Otherwise, I'd screw it up. So the final score, 1064 for Blue. The Blue Buccaneers win Color War. 1064 and the gray dragons literally at their heels the entire last two days any any slip by the buccaneers this has been a different story 976 it was huge such a contest such amazing leadership so great and after all of that what happened next was the traditional camp cobbacy unclenching after such an intense and powerful color war. Everybody gets to talk to their general and the captain speak, and it's quite emotional for both the victors and the defeated, and they eventually calm down, and the sweat stain, blue and gray and mud, and I mean, they have gone hard this morning. And they uh, gather below the two stumps in Warriors Field, and they put the hatchets back in the ground. The, the captains do this, and... The captains, I know them to be powerful and tough kids and, and young men, but man, they were having a hard time with that shovel. So parents back home, a little more yard work. Anyway, the uh, the, the hatchets get buried eventually, and and it's time for the, the, the captains to hug. And then, yeah, as you see in the photos, everybody hugs. Then after that, it's a, it's a lunch, and there's you know you can feel the lightness start to creep back in, and then everybody goes back and has a two-hour rest hour, showering, just resting, and then they come out of that, all camp cleanup, and then lakeside, and then a beautiful dinner, delicious dinner, and then chicken parm tonight, and then after all that, everybody went home and got their really silly outfits on because it was casino night. Nothing makes you feel better after a big, huge defeat, then losing the farm in Blackjack. So that's what they did. And uh, there's a new game in town. It was a horse races that brought to you by your friend, the head counselor, James Medcalf. A game he no doubt learned in the downs of his native England. And boy, did that take over. And I mean, if we let them bet the farm, the kids would have. That was a very popular and uh, fortune-destroying game. And, uh, yeah, literally kids are saying things like, I wish I could stop, but I can't, <laughs> which is like, you know, funny <clears throat> until it's not. And then after that, we have uh, a whole bunch of, they can sell their, their candy, they can, they can buy candy with the Kaba dollars. I'm on the five and they did that and you can get up to three pieces of candy. There was some serious policing going on. Cause as you would expect with candy in the offing after so much healthy food, it was just corruption city out there. There were definitely kids bribing other kids to get in front of them in line. I was the policeman there. I had to have a bodyguard. It was like uh, it was like a war-torn country. Uh, I mean, if you didn't count all the underwear on the heads and the smiles and the absolutely huge, huge grins and laughter. So that was casino night. The boys have just gone back down to the bunks. Hopefully, the sugar high is crashing right now, right after they brush their teeth about 1,000 times. And so that is our little informal podcast for yet another glorious day at Camp Cobbacy for Boys. Your boys go to sleep tonight with steady counselors watching over them, nodding off, surrounded by their friends, with their imaginations firmly fixed on tomorrow, which is called the day that dreams come true. Also, of course, loons sounding on the lake.
All is well in this place set apart. Yeah.